I mean, it's like if you were to walk up on a surgeon, like removing a tumor, you'd be like, oh my God. Like if you had no reference for that, for like what a surgeon does, you'd be like, somebody stop this person. Like Mm -hmm. they're killing the, you know, killing Mm -hmm. somebody, you know, if you had no reference for that. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Welcome to part three of Foundations in Facilitation. So why don't we recap to get a higher dimensional view of the triangle of meaning we're tracing. We began with realizing that facilitators can locate on a continuum from clinical to shamanic approach and can even expand in both directions as the practice progresses. Then we establish the value of a facilitator having some sort of an ongoing personal practice with a mushroom, and the various perspectives which make that such a clearly good idea. So now today, should a facilitator eat mushrooms along with those for whom they are holding space? I won't cloud your reflection with mine, but I wonder if you've ever meditated on this while in the mushroom space. Whether you have or not, I hope you'll join me in the comments, where we'll continue the conversation. You are listening to Psilocybin Says. To support it, subscribe on YouTube and podcasts, and stay connected on Instagram and TikTok. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Psilocybin Says. This is part three of our uh, facilitator series. Um, So we're talking about today... Uh, to eat mushrooms with the people we're holding space for or not to eat mushrooms yeah. with the people we're holding space for. Controversial topic. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on this, Eric? Oh what do you like to goodness. do? I like to do what feels right. That's what I like to do. Uh, sometimes I feel very much inclined to consume sacrament with those who I'm supporting, and sometimes I don't. Um, yeah, so it's an intuitive process. Yeah, okay, so... Like most things in life, sounds like it's not black and white all the time. has to be the same. Mm. So tell us more about that. When do you feel like you say it's an intuitive process for you? So when you're feeling intuitively like eating mushrooms with the person you're holding space for feels like it would be helpful. Like how do you tell us more about that? Okay, well, first let me just say that um, this is my practice. I am not proclaiming that this is how it should be done. Uh, There's a lot of different ways to think about this, and there are certainly some people out there for, uh, you know, understandable reasons because this is a misunderstood concept who feel very strongly that a support person should never take the medicine alongside of the person they're supporting. I feel very strongly that that is an extremely myopic view and it does not take into consideration so many factors about these sacred medicines that we're working with. So, you know, when I am, well, let me, let me first go back to how I started to understand this as even a thing that you could do, right? So like a lot of us, I started out taking mushrooms recreationally. First time I ever took mushrooms was New Year's Eve, 1999. No, that was not the first time I took mushrooms. It was like the third time I took mushrooms, but it was like my first time I took mushrooms was like a couple weeks before that. Uh, and 1999, bunch of friends hanging out in an apartment, eating mushrooms. Every single person ate mushrooms. We were just kind of good times. Like when you drink alcohol, everybody drinks alcohol and has a good time together. So we did that. We had a great time. You know, things go on. Years and years go by. Took mushrooms by myself sometimes. Uh, we take mushrooms with friends again, you know, and always it was just this recreational, let's have a good time. There be, there was one instance uh, I recall when I dosed with a friend where I started to have some, um, some precognition. It was really interesting. It was like, you know, we take off walking through the neighborhood at like 2 o'clock in the morning. We're walking across the street, and at this certain point, I just felt the air change, and I, I grabbed his arm, and I said, Stop. It's 3 o'clock. And as soon as I said that, 
a church bell in the neighborhood rang three times. And I was like, what the fuck? How did I know it was three o'clock? <clears throat> Excuse me. And that wasn't really a huge monumental experience, but it was, it was significant to me. I was like, what is, how did I know? How did I know that? Uh, and as time goes, went on and I started, you know, would be working, dosing with people. It was never working with somebody then. It was just us taking mushrooms together. There came another instance where I was with a friend. I've shared this maybe on the podcast before, but, um, we took a big, big dose of fresh mushrooms in a smoothie, just launched off into outer space together. Uh, this was a more intentional experience, but it was still, you know, just kind of like, I'm not there to help you. We're just doing this together. And about, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour after it set in, I started getting this just incredible burning in my groin. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? It was so painful. And as soon as I started to recognize that pain, this burning sensation, he stood up to go to the bathroom and he's peeing on a tree or whatever. And he's like, oh my God, I've got this UTI infection. It's burning so bad. And I was like, holy shit, I'm feeling what he's feeling. That night unfolded into some <clears throat> very, very high weirdness um, that I won't go into. But it certainly opened my eyes even more to... The reality that when we're taking these medicines, not only do we have access to more information and this transpersonal information and experiences, but we actually, in some ways, are stepping into a different reality. We are stepping into somehow almost like partially in another dimension, or we become aware that we already exist in um, higher in multiple dimensions. Um, and then I started to understand that with that awareness, I could actually work from that you know, dimensional space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so, so I, let me just, cause, cause it was, it's a really interesting evolution. And I, I really think it's important that people understand that this is not something that I just decided to do like I just want to take mushrooms with people because as we started getting into supporting people more intentionally um, and and most of that like a lot of that was happening in the U.S. and most of the time I was dosing with people and my intention in those early days was just to try to stay there's no, a number of factors one was to try to be more aware of whatever it was they were going through and be a more attentive support. Um, and then there was this, there's like also this, um, you know, how, how people can become paranoid and afraid on mushrooms. And if, if I like feed mushrooms to somebody and they go through paranoia thinking that they're poisoned or something, you know, um, it's much easier to assure them that they're not poisoned if they see me eat the mushrooms too. And I used to joke back in the day, you know, like, okay, you're going to take three grams and I'm going to take six grams and you on three grams are going to be able to look at me and see that I'm okay. So you're going to know that you're okay. Right. It's like this kind of like, I know that that person took more of this than me and they're standing and capable of, you know, being aware. So whatever I'm feeling on three grams or whatever this dose is, uh, I'm okay. And then when we started doing the work in Jamaica, <clears throat> this is where this whole practice really um, started to evolve and where we started to run up against some resistance. Understandably, again, people like are reading Michael Pollan and they're hearing the Johns Hopkins and they think this is just like some other medicine that you take and you feel better afterwards. Um, and it was not all, it, it took some, I wouldn't say convincing. I never tried to convince anyone. If anyone ever didn't feel safe or comfortable with me taking mushrooms with them, then I wouldn't do it. Um, but God, there's just so much here. What would very often happen is people would say, you know, like we'd have plenty of facilitators and there would always be multiple facilitators that didn't dose. And then I would dose with them. The first time 
they wouldn't understand. Like, why well, I don't understand why you feel like you need to dose or why that would be of any benefit. And then I would. And usually after the very first dose, but if not that, then the second one for sure, the same people would be like, oh, I totally understand why you would do that. It is really valuable to have someone who is in charge or who's, you know, a, a person of responsibility that I can look to and know that we're on the same wavelength, right? It goes much, much farther than that. It goes, there's a lot of, there's a lot of abilities that open up. Um, there are levels of awareness that open up and everything, all of this is just awareness as a tool. Um, and so like, I, I tend to the people who are the most, who have the, maybe the most trauma or who have the, um, who I suspect are going to have the most challenging experiences or who are going to need the most support. Those are the ones that I usually really want to dose with. <clears throat> and typically I'm not like really engaged with that individual it is more of a working from the inside. And again, like this is really hard to try to put into, you know, daily terms. Um, but as I started to understand that taking mushrooms opened up abilities uh, to be of greater assistance and greater service, that's when I started to really um, implement that. And my God, how much I learned, have learned from all that. And I've seen other facilitators learn and I've seen, I've seen there has been much needed corroboration on phenomenon that has only been possible when being in the same space with uh, the other folks. So I don't know if that makes any sense. It's kind of a big brain dump and it's a whole lot. There's mm -hmm. just so much underneath of that. Yeah. So, um, it makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> um, and also, um, in the spirit of playing devil's advocate, um, <clears throat> and, uh, some points that I want to, uh, bring to light that I think are very important. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say that given everything you just said, um, there's, there's all these variables mixed in, uh, to that, uh, which some of which you mentioned, um, but like one of which, uh, would be th having someone that is not in the mushroom space, mm -hmm. uh, present can be usually is important, uh, if not very just generally very helpful. Mm -hmm. And yes, that is a variable and not always like if there's two very experienced people, like it just depends on yeah. the circumstance. Um, but like with sanctuary, that's 100% a best practice mm -hmm. is to have always someone there. If you're eating mushrooms, someone is eating mushrooms, there's a space holder that's whether or not they're eating mushrooms or not, there's another person there mm -hmm. um, for all kinds of reasons, mm -hmm. uh, which I would like to go into a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but also, um, again, playing devil's advocate here and reflecting on some of my experiences with you um, in particular, since you're talking about your experience uh, as a space holder. Um, you mentioned eating mushrooms and that giving comfort, uh, which it, like is so true in so many instances. Um, and also again, the variable variable there being that you are extremely experienced in that space. Mm. And, um, so much so that in the midst of an, a very challenging experience um, for you, even, you know, uh, most of the time, I think that you're going to come out of it, uh, that mm -hmm. you will mm -hmm. get to the other side. Mm -hmm. um, or at least even if you're doubting that in 
um, a very high dose experience mm-hmm. with another experienced person you're eating mushrooms with, you'll at least be able to convey that we're going to make this out. We're going to mm-hmm. get out of this mm-hmm. um, together. Even still, I will say that um, it can be disconcerting for someone who is a novice Mm-hmm. Um, very inexperienced in the mushroom space to see someone very comfortable and experienced in that space on a higher dose mm-hmm. who's moving energy, mm-hmm. we could say, term it that way, um, in an ecstatic way <laughs> uh, or in a way that does not that could be, could feel very confusing and concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, that's certainly an experience that I've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, even now, like even now, like yeah, I, I, think, would, I think I scared you up Saturday, <laughs> didn't I? You didn't scare me, but <laughs> I definitely was wondering, the like, fuck is going you on? You know here? how intently i needed to channel my light friends (laughs) to help out um so yeah just again playing devil's advocate there on the point that it could be comforting to someone it could also not be comforting yeah um so Again, like it's not black and white. Like there's so many variables involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing as an experienced, if you're really experienced as a space holder, um, knowing who you're holding space for, what their attitude is mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to life as we know it. Um, are they a person that is right now spiritually minded or not like, you know, how far can you go in the space visibly in the material world? Like you mentioned going within, Mm -hmm. I think versus expressing um, more physically Mm -hmm. uh, to be of service. So yeah, just like knowing our boundaries to me, this illustrates like a conversation around knowing our boundaries uh, and really knowing the person that we're holding space for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's, there's, there's so many things to be mindful of here. There's so many conversations that need to be had before <clears throat> kind of, you know, exercising in this way, uh, especially for people who are just not familiar with it. Um, but it's like a trip that I did years and years and years and years and years ago where, um, this, have one of the earliest instances of this ongoing theme of light chasing away the darkness, right? And thinking in terms of our uh, spiritual darkness, our physical darknesses, the illnesses and whatnot that we take on, the energy, and that there has been this theme of the mushroom being light that we consume that then chases the dark out of all the corners, right? Sheds light on all the things that need light shed on. And in this trip years ago, there was this, I kept having this kind of visual of like, like the icky side of me, the icky side of humanity, always trying, like hiding under the rock, hiding under a rock, trying not to be seen. And as the evolution of this trip moved on where like I understood that um, there is no hiding and it kind of like I kept saying over and over to the darkness that I am the rock. I am the rock. You, you, you go and hide under the rock to get away from me, but then I am the rock. You're hiding under me. And it's not really me. It's God. It's the light. It's consciousness. There is no hiding, right? And so this experience that we had the day and I brought home a rock, it was interesting to me that the whole revelation there, because what was coming through in that experience was this same, um, I, I experienced it as a defender. I experienced it as um, 
a like a, a a dragon kind of thing, but not a dragon of terror, a dragon that is defending the innocent, right? <clears throat> and so when that starts to come out, sometimes it sounds a little intimidating. I'm thinking of the <laughs> one I did in Jamaica uh, a while back, the private session I did a while back with our, our good friends um, from the UK, uh, where that became, I, I did 15 grams with her. She did 20. She wanted me to do 15 and I did. And I turned into this bear dragon for several hours and vomited all over the New York times magazine. And it was really profound and really interesting. And time was on the cover of this magazine, like a clock. And the whole theme was our eternity and this timelessness of, you know, the, the continued balance between light and dark. <clears throat> very, very powerful. They have worked with me a lot and they were fucking loving it. They were like, I was just like growling on the ground and they're like cheering me on and everything. The one the other day, you haven't been around me for a while in those states. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the other individual no, hasn't, we've known for quite some time. Um, but she maybe is not as familiar with that. And so while what I was experiencing was significantly more subdued uh, because we were in a kind of a neighborhood, uh, it was, yeah, I mm -hmm. could see how it could be like immediately concerning. Um, but it's like, you know, as I think about this, think about any kind of high level technician, like think about somebody that works on computer networks or something like you go in and watch them and you have no fucking idea mm -hmm. what they're doing. It's like, it looks like they're destroying something half the time, you know, like, and, yeah. and, and so like, just because someone doesn't understand right. what I'm doing doesn't mean that it's not still useful. Yeah. And so that's where a lot of times these preparatory conversations are really important to prepare somebody for the possibility of something like that coming up. Um, mm -hmm. or the, integration conversations you know i've had a number of experiences where sounds like you know how far to go into this without sounding too much like a, a complete weirdo um but i had a number of experiences that were almost felt like exorcisms of sh of sorts you mm -hmm. know yeah and afterwards like the individuals who i was working with like in the midst of it they were fucking terrified and they were begging me to help, help, Eric, what is happening? What is happening? And like, they didn't, you know, we had, you know, seven other facilitators and they didn't want anybody but me, they trusted whatever. And so like, you know, going through this whole process with them of whatever, turning into a dragon bear, whatever. <clears throat> and, um, and then afterwards the conversations being really important for helping them understand the context of what was happening. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, I just want, I really want people to understand that working with psychedelics and psilocybin in particular, this is not a one-time event, right? And we talk a lot about integration and all that stuff and having the conversations, but this, this, this is something that even if you never, never take mushrooms again, like it is, you have initiated a process that will continue to unfold for years mm -hmm. and necessitates, uh, warrants continued in-depth exploration and reflection and conversation. Uh, so just because something, we don't understand something or because something looks scary doesn't mean that it is. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of metaphors that came up for me um, as you were sharing your metaphors. Um, <clears throat> but with that minister that we know very well, we've known for years. Mm -hmm. um, yes, she she is still relatively inexperienced. She's inexperienced. She has experience, but she's mm -hmm. still, uh, she doesn't have she's a lot. She's had like 10 mushroom trips. She's had like, yeah. Okay. Um and even still, you know, she's, she was concerned, you know, like she kept saying things like, um, um, like she was wanting her dog to help you. And, you know, she was thinking that you needed help. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, you mentioned that I had been around you in the space. Like I, for a while, I initially, 
I felt like if I would have been in the mushroom space, if I would have uh, eaten more than 0.3 grams, then I would have way more quickly been able to like help and assist in like the process of communication with her Mm -hmm. almost like a mediator of sorts Mm -hmm. and just be more of assistance. Mm -hmm. Um, But my job was to be the physical needs helper uh, really at the time. Um, But even still, all that being said, that minister, she still trusted the process. Mm -hmm. She knows you, she knows enough about, um, she's spoken with enough people that have had mystical experiences in the mushroom space. And she knows how experienced you are and how experienced I am. And she trusts us and she trusts like the whole process enough for her. Like, yeah, she had moments of like, Oh no, like go help Eric, you know, like to her Mm -hmm. dog Mm -hmm. and like, you know, Oh, is he okay? But not like, Oh God, like I'm terrified. You know, it wasn't like she was really concerned, Mm. really, really concerned. Just like that touch of like, I'm not sure what's going on there. Send him some love, you know, Mm. thinking that it, it was, you were going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. Um, but there were cues that I got that helped me know that what was going on with you was very good and like very helpful, like little things that you were saying and doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so bringing it back to, like you just said, this isn't a one-time deal. This is an integrative thing. This is like where community, um, like with indigenous community practices, which is how the mushroom has really been used overall Mm -hmm. in time. It's like such a huge benefit of being within a community structure where you know the person that is there with you. They know you, you can keep talking about it, about the stuff that doesn't make sense for hopefully at least months to come, if not years, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, to come. There goes Eric turning into his bear dragon again. (laughs) No big deal. Just let him do his thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like if you were to walk up on a surgeon, like removing a tumor, you'd be like, oh my God. Like if you had no reference for that, for like what a surgeon does. I'm saying. You'd be like, somebody stop this person. Like mm-hmm. they're killing the, you know, killing mm-hmm. somebody, you know, if you had no reference right. for that. Yeah. Um, so it is, yeah, very, and we I have, see it similarly. Not only is there very little individual reference, there's basically no cultural reference. You know, we mm-hmm. still think, particularly right now, psychedelics are, you know, this relegated into the clinics and the therapists and that it's a, you know, some kind of concise clean efficient process and it's not it's fucking messy it's sloppy mm-hmm. and i know that i want when i'm on mushrooms i don't want to i don't want if you're not on mushrooms just like stay over there right because you're not going to get it most likely what i'm going through now i think it's it's it is extremely important that we talk about the um the cautions here the pitfalls here uh because what is Absolutely very possible, and I have seen this, and when I have been, when I am training facilitators to uh, work as a dosing facilitator, as a communing minister, um, then I always make sure that there is a surplus of non-dosing clerics or support people, because it is possible, especially when you're new to this practice of dosing with people, it is possible that you can get overwhelmed by your own personal, psychological, spiritual material, right? Um, and one of the ways that I, I, I kind of try to explain this to people is that when you take mushrooms, uh, it's like you are shining a magnifying glass or a microscope in on your own spirit and psyche, right? But you can take that magnifying glass and turn it around and direct it outside of you. It takes a lot of practice. It's very confusing in there. Um, you know, we we all have a lot of our own, just our own stuff that we're working through. And so as you're gaining skill in this space, 
Um, that's one of the most important, is actually the most important thing that you can do is continue to train your attention outside of your own self. Train your attention outside of your own self. Now, there eventually comes a time when you really understand and you know that it's all the same. The inside and the outside are the same. <clears throat> and so that's where, as time goes on, um, I have found anyway that there is the ability for me to turn my attention inward and be a support in that way for other people. Now, that doesn't mean I'm paying attention to my own personal, psychological, spiritual stuff, but there is there does become a very interesting ability to um, kind of be with it all at the same time. That requires me knowing that there is at least one, depending on how many people are in the ceremony, but um, just like the other day, knowing that you are there to take care of any physical needs, then I can completely go inside Mm -hmm. and operate from that space. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's still very, it's very hard to talk about. Yeah, because, I mean, just for, just efficiency alone, uh, like going back to the surgeon example, I don't know why this is, keeps coming up, but like if you're a surgeon in a procedure, you want to make sure you've got some administrative people outside that operating room that can mm -hmm. take care of people mm -hmm. knocking on the door and like, you know, you're deep and like you have prepared yourself and you hands are sterilized and like, you know, you're in that right. room perf like to do a job mm -hmm. and it requires like being in that space and staying in that space mm -hmm. for optimum results to do mm -hmm. your job well so having somebody that like can just if your neighbor's like oh your dog's out or your right. you know your car's in my way or who, who knows yeah. whatever life stuff right. that somebody <clears throat> can approach them in a way that will not concern them mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. also just keep you doing you know what you're there to do mm -hmm. yeah so you think um this is what they're doing in research um, rooms right now? Well, I know that they used to. Um, there is precedent for therapists and clinicians to dose with the people they're supporting. Uh, that is all from the 40s and 50s and 60s, I believe. Uh, but, yeah, there were, there's definitely documented um, practice with medical professionals back in the day who were dosing alongside the people they were supporting uh, in an effort to kind of facilitate connection and mm -hmm. increase empathy. And like, <clears throat> gosh, there's so much that you could say about this, but the, the healing that people get out of going to a therapist, like there's a lot of it that comes from just them, you know, releasing or sharing their life experience. But what we're seeing very obviously in community and what I know is still a part of the clinical therapeutic process is that the connection that is made between therapist and client is extremely important, very mm -hmm. valuable in facilitating heal healing and growth. And like you, you're just not going to grow if you don't trust your therapist Right. And so, like, this is another thing why I think it's really fucking important that, oh, gosh, how to say this, that at least your facilitators, that they that they will dose with people. Like, mm -hmm. if, because <laughs> I've seen this as well. Um, someone takes mushrooms, a group of people take mushrooms, and all of a sudden, one or more people start to see the true nature of those who are around them, right? There are, we, you and I know it, I think we referred to it on these past episodes, like we've worked with uh, facilitators who would not, who refused to dose with the people they're supporting. Uh, they refused. Or just anybody. They refused to dose with other facilitators 
and admittedly said because they don't want people to see what might come out of them. Do not go into space with somebody like that. I it, like one of the reasons that I take mushrooms with people is so that they can just see me. Here I am, right? All of my faults, all of my you know good stuff. Because um, I that that trust is imperative in facilitating healing. Yeah. And, you know, and not to say that you make it all about you and just to clarify, I can see how somebody would see it that way, but, you know, just like in, um, in, I would think, I think pretty sure in most schools of training with, um, therapists and, uh, coaches, wellness coaches, there's this balance of rapport building mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you seize opportune moments to be vulnerable as mm-hmm. well with the person you're working with mm-hmm. um, so that they can relax a little bit knowing they're with a human being mm-hmm. like them who gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a balance for sure. Mm-hmm. It requires mm-hmm. practice and experience and knowing like, okay, now I'm making this too much about myself. Yeah. We've all like, well, not all of us, but a lot of us have been to a therapist that does make it all about them. And you're like, hold on, am I here for right. me or you? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, knowing that balance of willing to be vulnerable mm-hmm. um, is so important. I mean, I apparently really have a lot of experience working out with personal trainers because I always refer to <laughs> personal training and working out when I'm trying to talk about mushrooms. Um, but like if you imagine going to a personal trainer who is a says they don't work out, you'd be like, well, I'm not hiring you. <laughs> like, why would I do that? You don't know what you're talking about. Um, two, if you have much experience going to a personal trainer, I've got a lot of experience uh, with that. My best personal trainers hands down are the ones that work out with me. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're doing every single thing with me because they got to take care of themselves Two, it's again, a balance, but being willing to meet me Mm -hmm. in the middle to the point where I feel them with me and it builds this not only level of trust and rapport, but it acts as they're acting as actual energy movers. They're Mm -hmm. setting an example for me that I can model um, to a point uh, just like builds my energy, helps me feel like I'm in it with somebody. I'm not alone. So For I sure. see it as like very similar. No, it is. It is. Uh, it's just that, you know, the weights that we're lifting are invisible yeah. in mushroom space. I remember one time it was coming to me that <laughs> I dosed with this group and, you know, like there is, whenever you dose within a group or an individual's, whatever, like, like there is a, I often call it a flavor or a feel, like there's a vibe, like the the ceremony has almost a personality, almost a persona. And sometimes it's light and playful. Sometimes it's heavy. Uh, sometimes it's in between, you know. But there tends to be, like, the energetic makeup of the group establishes this kind of overall feeling. The day itself, where it is maybe in cosmology or just simply as the weather and how that influences our mood and that kind of stuff, has has a significant impact on the experience and really flavors it or colors it. And I, was, I remember this one um, very often, very often, um, like it's it's a cha- very challenging group experience, and I'm just like <clears throat> gritting my teeth and smiling through it because like this is fucking hard, uh, and I, we're gonna get through this. But I'm just gonna like just smile through it and. Uh, I, I remember one instance where I was standing on the, this porch and there's some people around me and I was just like, you know, doing the inner smile practice while the trip is happening. And like, it's such a heavy, difficult day. And this person said something like, must be nice to feel good or something like that. And I was just like, I may, I may look like I feel good, but this is some very hard stuff. And this is very hard and I'm just smiling through it. And I could see when I said that, that they were like, oh, oh, he, okay, he does, not only does he get it, he feels where we're at, but 
he's providing an example of how to get through it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to just succumb to it and just Mm -hmm. be like, oh, you know, we can work with it. Um, So, yeah, there's just so many, so many. Then the intuition is just through the roof, you know, after you learn to hone this where you can just be guided by the medicine, the experience to somewhere um, it's very often, this, this is the, again, the kind of more intangible stuff. It's harder for people to understand, but you see in this, in the mushroom space, particularly in the big groups that individual placement, just where you are physically can play a significant role in this kind of energy movement or balancing out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And, I'm not a very intuitive person. Well, I haven't been historically. I think I'm getting more so because of all the mushrooms and all the practice with intuition. Um, but it's been crucial for me to tune into that intuition to dose alongside people. But again, like it's just really important to reiterate that this is not something that you just jump into. It's something you really want to slowly practice. There is a very justifiable reasoning behind the shamanic practices of a, you know, decade-long apprenticeship. And again, let's go back to this, you know, great respect that we have for the shamans and for the indigenous practices, except for when it doesn't fit into what we want out of things, you know. Like, we, we, we want to be psychedelic professionals after a six-week online course, you know, mm-hmm. and... This is not how it works. This is not how it works. Right. Um, that's that. Yeah. That interesting quick fix mentality. Let's get this done. Get in, get out. Mm-hmm. Impersonal uh, lack of, you know, vulnerability. Um, the lack of seeing the value of vulnerability and yeah experience i promise you where where this is gonna go and i'm not i don't i don't not trying to say this in an arrogant way uh but as psychedelic access opens up and more people um are working with these these medicines these sacraments we're we're going to really understand that this is a communal experience that this is not best applied in a sterile clinic or office, that this is something that maximum benefit is realized in working in a collective over a longer period of time, particularly with a, if you don't ascribe to spiritual, then metaphysical focus. The majority of what's happening in the mushroom space is not neurological the majority of what's happening in mushroom space is energetic, transpersonal, higher dimensional. And we, we just, it's just going to take us time to really understand that deeply as a collective. Sure. We're clearly going through um, a revolution in spirituality mm-hmm. um, with, all of the religious trauma that there is um, and, you know, religion, religious institutions that are void of spiritual connection and community and people coming out of those institutions feeling actually having been traumatized, abused, and um, kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater or, you know, just... um, yeah, trying to make sense of what is this that I'm in right now in this confusion between what the, what these institutions have told them and trying to find like the real what's real mm-hmm. uh with <clears throat> within all of that and I think what comes with that is this leaning towards initially at least a um you know, a more safe approach like mm-hmm you know, like throwing the baby out with the bathwater and leaning towards, uh, you know, I'm only going to believe what I can see, mm-hmm. you know, with my physical eyes mm-hmm. because I've been burned, you know, mm-hmm. and I see the holes and all of what I've been told around spirituality and mm-hmm. religion. 
Um, so I can, I can totally see how we've gotten to be where we're at mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. in this, you know, scientism, you know, going from, uh, uh, religion institution to scientism and, and just, yeah, us working through yeah. all of that. Well, if the third leading cause of death in the United States is medical malpractice or, um, medical, not necessarily malpractice, but mistakes, right? That's the third leading cause of death in the United States is doctor fuck up. Yeah. So we're also going to come back to center on that as well to not complete, sure. completely trust. We can't completely trust these institutions that proclaim to have spiritual authority and we cannot completely trust these institutions that claim to have physical authority, which is really what our ministership is all about is Trusting your own inner authority. Mm -hmm. That's again, that's where this must, what the mushroom space is so much about. You know, low level stuff, whatever you're clearing out the psychological baggage or dusting out the cobwebs. But as you do that and you open up more space, higher awareness, you become more aware of your expanded self. We are not our bodies, a fraction of who we are. It resides within our physical form. That's a hard concept to come to terms with. But in these spaces, you can start to experience that. Yeah. And so, yeah. So becoming And your if own you're authority. really into science, you know, science is like starting to, uh, starting mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. starting to As we admit finally, that. <laughs> we, well, you know, it's I mean, like, it, well, admit I mean, or explore, you know, because we don't, it's like, I don't know that sure, we Sure, be able to develop tools that mm -hmm. can measure so that we can see that with our physical eyes, with a tool that we develop, mm -hmm. you know, um, that, um, it, yeah, it's kind of interesting, like, just kind of hit me, uh, like with the principle of polarity, like that, you know, hot and cold or just, um, it's a form on the same, it's the form on a same spectrum or mm -hmm. on a spectrum, same mm -hmm. form, mm -hmm. different points on the spectrum. And like this, um, what we're talking about, of uh, this idea of um, like going from, well, going from being religious to like only trusting science mm -hmm. is the same form, mm -hmm. different points yeah. on the spectrum yeah. because it's uh, the difference between trusting what's external to you, what someone else tells you is true versus mm -hmm. what you're saying, like finding your, inner guidance, mm -hmm. trusting your own communication mm -hmm. with what's here, mm -hmm. what's real. Mm -hmm. um, so really, really interesting adventure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about you when you've dosed with people, what's been your experience as, I don't know that I recall directly any like retreats or anything where you were a dosing facilitator, but you've certainly had uh, ceremonies that you've dosed mm -hmm. alongside with everybody. How do you uh, kind of compare the two? Um, well, there are benefits to both um, being in the mushroom space, not being in the mushroom space. Like, what we mentioned earlier kind of depends on the role that you've agreed to. Like, um, if like, for instance, I think I mentioned, uh, that on Saturday I felt like if I would have been in the mm -hmm. mushroom space, mm -hmm. I like, I clearly was thinking to myself, there are communications that I'm getting mm -hmm. Um, there are messages that I'm getting intuitions that I'm picking up on that I want to communicate, but the language that I can speak right now is not the same. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's not the same. I it's, and it's hard to understand if you haven't had that experience of a deep dive or heroic dose, whatever you want to term it, uh, experience like three, five grams, whatever. Um, it, 
feels like you are speaking another language. You're mm-hmm. in another realm. You're in another culture and another place. And the language is not English or whatever language you speak here in this realm. Um, so I wanted to communicate things, but I knew that if I tried that it would most likely be completely misunderstood. Uh, and like you said earlier, when you're dosing, you want people who aren't eating mushrooms far away from you. And that is my experience as well, with the exception of people that have enough experience in the mushroom space to know when to keep their mouth shut. Um, and that's how I felt. I wanted to communicate, but I, I also had the, the message, don't try mm, with right. your mouth because right. it's not it's just not going to be understood. And I even tried to say some things. And one time you said, what? And I was like, yep. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there is nothing so. more awkward. I have, I have like in the retreat settings, you know, particularly with um, therapists come up on a therapist who is trying to like therapize someone while they're tripping it's the worst like (laughs) shut up can you just can you i appreciate your effort and your training but this is not where that belongs please stop they have no idea like i'm seeing the person just more and more confused (laughs) by this therapist or whoever trying to yeah because it's like english i mean it's just (laughs) like you think like, yeah, seeing like a therapist go, tell me what you're feeling right now. Let's talk more about that. And the person in the mushroom space here is won't, won't, yeah, won't, yeah. won't, 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 won't. And it's like, what the fuck? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but it, my experience is alternatively looking at my experiences where I'm in the mushroom space with someone who's also in the mushroom space. Um, the communication comes in a language that you can't put to Mm -hmm. words right Mm -hmm. here, right now. And so where I know I'm being understood. Mm -hmm. um, It's a vibration. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So there's a time and a place for being in different, different places in the spectrum of the mushroom space. Mm -hmm. Um, But both can be so valuable. Like I was able to, I was able to identify very quickly, like with the person, the minister we were holding space for on Saturday. Um, like I was watching the sun. I was watching her face. I was watching the sun moving. And I was like seeing her heating up and knowing she's not going to get up unless mm-hmm. I encourage her to get up. And I was able to like, pretty readily like go find some yoga mats for her to lay on the ground with. And knowing me, if I had eaten three to five grams or more, I wouldn't have noticed that. And Mm. not to say like you, you probably would have, and you did, did. you were noticing the sun on her face. Um, but like knowing where you're at, uh, let me ask, how did you, did you notice how I did that? Yeah. How'd you like that? Cause that's, and How'd I'm, you like I'm, that? I'm not saying. Well, I'm saying like <laughs> those are the things that it's hard to train. That, yeah. Right. Like, that was great because you don't want to. You're not trying. I'm not trying to move somebody. I don't want to say, "Hey, we need to move you." Like I'm always trying to like just like provide the nudge that the individual yep. is going to, because it's all about trying learning to take care of ourselves. You know, yes, we we need support from other people, but I'm always trying to empower people in that space, and so like. You know, I did think that it was like, I was like, and it wasn't even me. It's just like, I don't know. There's some, there's some enormous satisfaction that I get out of being able to really efficiently use language, just like a word or two, you know, like I, I, that's something I've been practicing deeply for years within this space because there is the ability, excuse me, to poignantly transmit information that can open up the vision that can that can provide immediate insight revelation to the individuals and there's also you know the ability to kind of like initiate 
Well, how you did it, I mean, I would say it in the terms of you were communicating as a, uh, it was a low pressure, hot tip. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, the sun's getting awful hot on your face there. You know, like, but not like just like that, but I mean, that's what close, you said, close, but the energy, enough. yeah, oh, right. It, it sounded a lot better. Okay. But, <laughs> and, you oh, know, man. she immediately was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, kind of wrestled around. Um, but as opposed to like someone who's not very experienced of how, knowing how maybe vulnerable that space feels, uh, could have said something like, you need to move. Mm-hmm. Or we need to move you. Or I want to move you. Or, yeah. And then it feels uh, more jarring yeah. and like, Oh God, you know, this yeah. person's very sensitive. And, um, so yeah, that was great. And it was communicated. Yes. In a way where I heard knowing she heard you are there with her. You're in that realm with her. Um, as opposed to an outsider giving an insider advice, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that it's just that kind of soft. Like, here's some information. Take it or leave Take it. Take it or leave it. You're a grown person. Yeah, I want to leave you because there's also times when you see people try to move somebody or intervene, and the individual flat out doesn't want it. Right. You know. So mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm always erring on the side of caution. Again, another benefit of being in the mushroom space mm-hmm. is you're just hypersensitive to sound, to words, to movement, and you just can be more aware of the ability to subtly influence right. situations. And that's like, I am so glad, like in this example, that you said that because I was standing there trying to find you were trying to figure out the what words. To do, yeah. I'm like, oh God, I don't want to sound like an asshole. Like, I saw you. I, don't wanna, I saw you sitting there looking at her like, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, what's the point where I uh, yeah. like? How do I? Because uh, I'd already kind of like dropped some hints mm-hmm. to her, and she wasn't like grabbing them. But the way that you delivered that. Just, I'm just saying that's like great. very skillful. It's very helpful. It's, I was like, well, all right, I, thank you. Thank I, you. I, I, I love, I just relish so much. It's like when you become really skillful, it's like that whole Tao Te Ching where he says like where it's talking about the, uh, the greatest butcher never makes a cut, mm-hmm. right? It's like I don't, I just, and I was like, you know, five grams in it, doing my whole thing, circling the lawn and like had all this stuff going. Um, so... I don't know. I am. I, I, t- I said going in because it's been a long time since I've facilitated for a session like that. You know, uh, questioned what going in if I still had it in me, and I guess I'm just giving myself a little pat on the back. Yeah. Good well, job, Eric. Well deserved. Good job. It's a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> workspace, and I yeah. feel so, so, so enormously mm-hmm. privileged to be able to spend so much time working in this very sacred space. So and it I was really, indeed. really, really grateful to have you there with me. It's been a long time on that too. Yeah. That felt awesome. I really felt, yeah. So like, Oh wow. This is what I get to do right now. Mm-hmm. Oh God. I feel, yeah. My heart just feels so full. And it was so the first fortunate. time I've done a session in years that was completely detached from money. I'm Mm -hmm. beyond excited about the developments that we're seeing with Sanctuary in this community support, peer support model Mm -hmm. where money does not have to be tied to service. Love it, love it, love it. This is the future. Yeah, it'll be more and more that way, more and more accessible and um, yeah, more and more accessible as we grow and can get funding through... Other means. Anybody out there that wants to participate in funding Sanctuary, we certainly could use some money because we have some big, big, big ideas and how we can mm-hmm. be of incredible service to this movement, to our family, uh, our human family, uh, and our communities at large. Some really exciting stuff coming up that we're going to be announcing pretty soon. Uh, multiple locations and new programs and offerings and Really, really excited. Um, we're bringing a lot of healing into this world. So this is a huge yeah. conversation. 
I could go on and on. There's so many stories and experiences that we could relate, and maybe there will be time for that. Uh, but right now, we got to run to a meeting. Sorry, y'all. We've been, we know we've been a little bit behind on the podcasts. We're we're doing what we can. Got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, we love doing these podcasts, and we also. Uh, love not living a life of stress, so we're not stressing ourselves out. About, <laughs> I think we've been doing great, but considering we're all we've had good. going on. But I'm really curious if you've made it this far to the end. What uh, if you listening have any experience on this topic? Uh, please like share your experiences with us uh, when it comes to dosing with uh, people. Would love yeah. to hear. Love to hear that. Love to hear more. We also got a couple episodes coming up that are based on listener questions. So if you have any questions or thoughts around the psychedelic space, email place, us at psilocybin says at gmail.com. <laughs>